0: John from Back Home, Episode Six The Attic
1: Tuesday, May Twelfth, one fifteen PM
2: Good morning, Wes. Or, shit. uh, What time is it? One o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, Well, the crying finally stopped around 6 a.m. It still took me like an hour or so to fall asleep after that. I never did figure out where it came from. Just like surround sound, which was fucking great. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty freaked out at first. Like, not even because of, like, Ghost or anything, but just the fact that it, like, I just didn't know what the hell it was. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And it was like, the fact that I couldn't figure it out, and the fact that it just didn't make any sense, that's what was really getting to me. It was like, either there was something completely unexplainable happening, or I was losing my mind. Either way, bad fucking deal. But, I don't know, after a while, it kept happening, and I guess I just started to sort of accept it. (laughs) Like, as much as it shouldn't have been happening, it was, and I started to get less freaked out and just more pissed off, (laughs) honestly. I mean, it was just so fucking annoying, especially because I wanted to sleep and my buzz was starting to wear off, but I couldn't not hear that sound. But then it just finally stopped. Just around the time the sun came up. Oh, fuck, yeah, and the attic. I almost completely forgot. I went up there to look around, and just nothing. I could still hear it in the walls, but there didn't seem to be anything like a crawl space or a hollow part that someone could have been hiding in. So, like, in that sense, it was a bus. But I did find something pretty interesting up there. uh, Hold on, though. I'm gonna see if your dad has any coffee.
1: Tuesday. May 12th, 1, 33 p.m.
2: No coffee, no whiskey. Wes, I'm starting to think that I picked the wrong house to squat in. <laughs> well, at least there's Turok and more RC Cola than I could probably ever drink for the rest of my life. <sighs> oh, and there's also this. The thing I'm staring at right now. The thing I found in your attic glass lane and brought down and put on your bedroom desk. It's a cardboard box, like the kind people pack their stuff in when they get fired in movies, and it's filled with journals and notebooks. And each of these journals and notebooks is filled with writing, like handwritten by someone. I mean, I'm guessing your dad? And dude, Wes, this is some really weird stuff. Like, they're crying in the walls was one thing, but... uh I don't know, I'm getting a chill now, and it's in the middle of the afternoon, like broad fucking daylight. I actually haven't even read very much of it, to tell you the truth. I I started last night, but with the crying and all, it was just too much. But now I'm going to sit down and start taking a look, and I mean... It's weird as fuck, dude. But so is the crying in the wall, so maybe there's something in here that explains that, but... I mean, I don't know if I can do another night in here if that shit happens again. I might just take my chances with a rent-a-cop in the school parking lot, you know? Alright, well, here I go. Wish me luck, Wes.
1: Tuesday, May 12th two, twenty-five 25 p.m.
2: So, the first batch of what I went through seems to be some sort of, like, architectural plans. Like, you know, blueprints or whatever. But I can't really tell what they're supposed to be for. like maybe an extra room or something or maybe like a remodel of one of the rooms of the house but i'm just having trouble making sense of that for a couple of reasons like the first being that this place is like completely unchanged from when i was here last i mean like i said it's like a time capsule in here but i don't know maybe like your dad was planning on doing some renovations once he retired i mean maybe he would have already done them but he didn't have any money because he was sending all of it to his son So he could live in some fucking East Hollywood bungalow. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but the other reason I'm having trouble figuring this all out is that these plans aren't, like, written in any unit I've ever seen before. Like, they're not in square feet or meters or anything like that. It's just... I mean, one thing, these numbers are way too big. Like, this one says uh, 20,874 by 63,872. By 285,673. But I don't even recognize the symbol next to the numbers. It's not even, like, a letter. So I honestly have no fucking clue what's going on here. It's just... uh, But there are, like, pages and pages of these. And at first, it just... It looks like just rooms or big boxes. And then there are pages that have, like, I think, stairs going down somewhere? I don't know, and... And then there are just whole pages of stairs. Like, I don't know, rooms full of stairs. Uh, And then, believe it or not, it just gets weirder because it stops being boxes and starts being like, circles. And still with weird dimensions and the symbols that I don't recognize. So maybe they're not blueprints at all? Maybe it's just art or something? Something else? Maybe I'm just thinking blueprints because they're the closest thing my brain can really recognize, and I'm, like, trying to form a link? I don't know. It's... <sighs> but it looks like there are some journals in here, so maybe I can read those and get a better idea of what's going on. Uh, yeah. So I'll let you know what I find.
1: Tuesday. May. 12th. 3. 42 p.m.
2: When I was 14, we had to move my grandmother out of her house and into this like assisted living place. It was an old folks' home, basically, but it was nice. It's like a little cottage, and she had it all to herself, so she could go into the main building for meals and to play cards or whatever else, and then come back to the cottage and have her space, which was good for her because she was like this super stubborn and independent woman, and she probably like never played cards once in that building. She called it the big house, like it was a jail. But she was in her 80s at this point and she had a couple falls and my parents were worried about her living alone. So while my parents were in the office, getting her all set up, I was taking boxes out of my dad's truck and moving them into my grandmother's new place. And when I walk into the living room, I find her backed into a corner, like literally. And she looks terrified. I walk in and she looks up at me and she looks at me like I'm like an intruder and she looks me right in the eyes and says who are you I'm like okay it's been a long day things have been hectic moving is hard she's old so I just say as calmly as I can it's me grandma it's John and I can tell immediately that this means nothing to her there's like absolutely no trace of recognition in her eyes. And then she just says, where's my husband? Which just completely threw me because my grandfather had been dead for like 20 years at this point. Well, I mean, way before I was even born. So at that moment, I, just, I knew nothing about this was registering for her. She isn't here right now. Wherever she is, it's far, far away. So I just set the box down, walked out of the house, went back to my dad's truck and just sat there and i waited waiting for my parents to come back. I made it look like I was busy outside so I didn't have to go back in, but yeah, I just don't know what happened. But by the end of the day, she was fine. Like a little frazzled, maybe a little tired, but she was back. I had never seen her show any signs of dementia before. They started coming more frequently after that, but it was really terrifying to see how quickly someone could just drop out, not recognize their surroundings, their family, their own mind. It happens really fast, faster than you expect.
1: Tuesday. May twelfth three fifty-five PM
2: Alright. Uh yeah, it definitely seems now like those are supposed to be blueprints because this journal is all about your dad documenting the process of building something. I mean I'm still not sure what. It uh it starts out just kind of like a record of events or more like ideas. Uh yeah, like on this page it says it must be deep. Deep enough for no light to find it. Any light would destroy the intended effect. It would render the punishment void of its meaning. Uh yeah. There's a lot of that. Talk about the punishment? I'm I'm not exactly sure what to make of it at all. It's just And then he starts to talk about someone else. You, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure. He doesn't name you, but uh here, let's see. Um he says It isn't his fault. I know he must suffer, but I wish I could take that place from him. His suffering belongs to me. I am the one who failed him. Why should the son suffer the sins of the father? He cannot know what is right and wrong if I never properly taught him. I just want him to live his life. I just want him to be happy. Not happy, blissfully unaware. I thought I could protect him from this. I thought I could shield him? A father is meant to suffer for his children. A father should want to see his children grow up in a better world, should want his children to have the things he never had. I don't care about the money. I would gladly give everything of myself if it meant keeping him safe. I would gladly go the rest of my life without ever seeing him again if I knew it meant he would stay far away from this place. I have tried to take the punishment myself, but they will not let me. But I won't be deterred. I won't give up. I will do everything in my power to suffer this punishment. To make it my own. It is the least I can do. It's the only thing I can do. <sighs> uh, fuck me, dude. Jesus.
1: Tuesday, May 12th, 4.08 p.m.
2: Yeah, so... After a whole bunch of that kind of stuff There's a part where it seems like he was Writing to someone else I don't really know how to explain it It's like reading one side of a conversation The other person's side Isn't written down but your dad just Kept responding to someone Like he was having a conversation Uh, Let's see he says uh, Why him Why my son He is not guilty No one is born guilty Yes I know I know I know he did, but that hardly seems worth punishment. Aren't I the one who suffers the most from his actions? I'm the one who continues to support him. I should be the one to decide the punishment. And I say he's innocent. Yes, I know. No, I don't. I don't want that. You misunderstand me. I don't mean to offend you. I just want to understand why. Yes, I can see that. No, I don't think that. I just wish you would try. You've trusted me with so much, why not trust me with this? Alright, what if I refuse? What if I make sure he stays far away from here and never comes home? What if I kill myself before it's finished? No, no, please. Yes, I understand. Will you at least let me be here when he comes? Maybe if he sees me, he won't be so afraid. Please just give me that. Please. I'm begging you just give me that. And uh yes, yeah, the end of the journal.
1: Tuesday, May 12th, 6:13 p.m.
2: Okay, um I found something. It's uh like so I actually went back to those blueprints because I couldn't stop thinking about them. And I tried as hard as I could to stop focusing on the stuff that was tripping me up, like numbers and the weird symbols. And I decided to try to focus on the other stuff, the stuff that made sense. See if I can wrap my head around any of this. And once I did this, I noticed that he mentions mirrors a few times throughout the plans. And like, something behind a mirror. So I thought, okay, I'll check out the mirrors. Maybe there's something there, maybe some kind of clue. So um, yeah, and uh, right now I'm standing in front of this bathroom mirror the guest bathroom in the hallway. And at first, I didn't notice anything weird about it. It just seemed like a regular mirror. I was about to move on to the next one when I looked down and I noticed the hairs on my arm are kind of just standing up and moving, like there's a breeze blowing on them. But I'm in front of the mirror, which is attached to the wall. So, like, where's the breeze coming from, right? But when I put my hand up against the edges of the mirror, there's, like, definitely a cold breeze coming from behind it. Alright, so what I'm going to do now is try to take off the mirror and see if there's anything behind it, okay? Alright, here it goes.
0: What the fuck? The fuck is that?
2: Okay, okay, uh, so there's like a big hole in the wall behind the mirror. I am trying to see what's inside the hole, but it's like fucking pitch black. Alright, let me see if I can turn on the flashlight on my phone and check it out. Oh, whoa. There's like a fucking whole room in here. Dude, it's like a secret room. It's like in the wall. Huh, it looks empty. It's like hard to tell, but it's so fucking dark. <sighs> it's freezing. All right, I think I have to go into this fucking thing. Oh, God damn it, Wes.
0: John from Back Home is written and produced by Scott McCary, with Sam Gooley as John. Our artwork is by Alex Crawford. Music in this episode was by Daniel Birch, Blear Moon, Grouper and Gallery 6, and all of it can be found at freemusicarchive.org for a full soundtrack list, as well as episode transcripts and more. Visit johnfrombackhome.com. You can also find the show on Twitter at @backhomepodcast. Next week, Episode 7, The Room Behind the Mirror.